Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. My name is KT Mashler and as always, I'm here to share a bit of inspiration with you today. Today we are going a little bit green. Um, if you know me, you know I love plants and have recently gotten the opportunity to experience working at a greenhouse and I met some amazing people who have some amazing plant knowledge. This week, I am super excited to share with you my episode with horticulturist Tanner Jones. He's going to share with you his journey in following his passions, as well as some plant tips for some fellow plant killers like myself, and a pretty crazy story he's experienced with an astronaut and plants. So make sure you stay tuned, and I hope he inspires you as much as he's inspired me. My name is Tanner Jones. I've been passionate about plants probably my whole life. I can't think of a time in my 28 years of existence that plants didn't fit some portion of it. Like I think back, you know, early 90s even, I'm like looking back through all the pictures on all, all my memories, there's always something that involves gardening of some kind, whether that's, you know, flowers or vegetables or fruit or whatever. And part of it's cultural, you know, I, um, I talk a lot about the culture at which I was raised, both on my mom's side and my dad's side, which are very different subcultures. Um, my mom's culture in Pennsylvania literally centers around gardening and agriculture. They're, it's a part of German culture. Everybody puts out flowers. Everybody puts out hanging baskets. Everybody has a garden. Everybody has a row of rhubarb. That's their, that's their culture. Um, and my dad's family, which is much more Southern, um, that's still a thing. It's just, it's just different plant. Um, so I would say from an early age, I think I've always had plants at some point in my life from age two or three. So what kind of everybody kind of most people in this area kind of grow up with, you know, that little farm aspect but you chose to go like the whole nine yards and you know <laughs> get certificates and plant you know <laughs> science and all of that what kind of made you go what motivated you go that far into plant culture it's what is the plant culture so um when i was a little you know when i was a kid and even up until high school so my dad for my 16th birthday must get, get their car get a car for their 16th birthday my dad built me a greenhouse. So um, my dad's way of sowing love is very different than most people. Um, he can be very, uh, and ironically yesterday was Father's Day. He, he is very thoughtful with his gift, gift, gift giving. And for my 16th birthday, he built me a greenhouse. So that was my SE project all through high school, even though, you know, we had done it for really years um, by that point. My dad built me this greenhouse. And, you know, selling flowers at the farmer's market. I was starting vegetables out of that greenhouse. Little teeny tiny thing. I mean, as big as the offices. And that would have been right post-recession. So the recession effect was still in place in, in Chillicothe, where I grew up. And uh, there were a lot of people who were like, don't go into horticulture. Um, there's no money in it. Nobody has any money to spend on plants. I watched it firsthand. I watched... Um, I watched greenhouses close. I mean, the, the, the greenhouse in my hometown closed. Um, if you were not business savvy in any sense of the, of the word or resilient or just your 
lucky, uh, you are going to survive. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. Why would I want to be broke, not selling plants? I love to grow them, but got to sell them to support your living. So um, I was going to go to school uh, to do education um, and it's science education, specifically chemistry. And I'm like, well, if that degree, then I could, you know, I could then go on to medicine. I could go to nursing. I could do a lot. Or I could go to teach if I have to. There's a lot of things I could do with that. And like my first year of school, you know, I was like, the heck with this. I'm no, I don't, I'm miserable. And I'm like, I need to get back to what I'm passionate about. And, you know, my boss at the time that I was still working for, she's like, well, you need to join horticulture club. I'm like, okay. She's like, here's Dr. Gowdy's at the the time, the horticulture department advisor. She's like, here's their contact info. Go join horticulture club. And I had, you know, a a house full of house plants that I brought with me to college from high school. And she was like, join horror club. So I joined horror club. And I think I changed my major within the next two weeks. I was like, I am going to study horticulture and I'm going to finish my damn degree because I had a really nice scholarship. I'm going to finish my degree, finish school, and I got my degree in horticulture. Awesome. So what has been, I guess, your favorite thing outside of school that you have kind of learned? Because I know you got to teach some classes in the meantime, share your knowledge with a bunch of People who are like me came into <laughs> working with you and was a plant killer. So, so um, I think it was like my third year of college. Sam and I um, we were dating by that point, and we would go to garden centers because we both like plants. Um, he was an agronomy and plant breeding major, and then I was studying ornamental horticulture, and we would go to these garden centers. And at the time I was doing some odd jobs and then I was working at Lowe's um, uh, in the cast office, which was blow my brains out. Um, I actually really did like that job, but just wasn't what I ever wanted to do in the end game. Um, so we go to this garden center because one of our friends had invited us. She, she was actually working there. And she's like, hey, you got to come out to Helmy's. Um, got really cool stuff. You got to come out and see it. And we're like, okay, like we'll, we'll go out there. And uh, so we went out there and I saw plants that I had literally never seen outside of maybe Vintage Hill, which is down the road. Um, another one of my absolute favorites, Jeff and I have known each other for 22, 23 years. Um, and I credit him for starting me on a lot of the plants that I have now. Anyway, so I go to Helmy's and like, I knew a lot of what was in there. There was stuff that I didn't know. And I think Sam and I spent like 50 bucks, which we were broke college kids at the time. Well, that was a lot of money back then to be spending on plants. Plants didn't cost what they cost now. And the, so I, and she was like, well, you got to meet Helmy. So she introduced me to Helmy and I'm like, you have Acnea Buestadiana. You have Begonia Maculata, like plants I had not seen anywhere. And she was like, you know your plants. And I was like, I, I like cool plants. She's like, I like cool plants too. So she's like, you should come work here. And I'm like, Never had thought about it. I was like, well, I've done that before. So he interviewed me and I was, again, just a dumb college kid to work in the store and, and learn how to do pots. So I started to, uh, so I interviewed, he offered me the job. It was a drive from my house, which didn't bother me, but I got to learn a lot about a bunch of cool plants. And the people that I met at Helmy, some of the most interesting characters, I mean, I could write a book about the people that I met working for Helmy. Um, 
the famous story I tell is um, of the astronaut, Linda Godwin, who happened to live on the same street that I moved to. And I always would tell this to any, the story to any plant killer. So it's, uh, I'm sitting in a new product marketing class and this lady had come into the store a bunch of times. I, I knew where she lived. I knew a little bit about her, but I really didn't know her story. And she would come into the store all the time. So I'm sitting in this new product marketing class. Well, she's in a lab teaching a physics class across the hall. And I'm like, this is, I never put two and two together. Come to find out she's Linda Godwin, Dr. Linda Godwin, who has served how many missions on the International Space Center, comes into the store the next week. And I'm like, you're Dr. Linda Godwin. She goes, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you've been to space. Yeah. She wanted pot for her. She has all these friends coming in from Houston out of town. Again, didn't click. Those are abstract friends. And she wanted all these, all these pots hung up. And, you know, after we were done, I was like, hey, Linda, I'll go get us a bottle of wine. We're probably, let's have a bottle of wine. It's all done. We'll talk about it. See what you think. Um, you know, if there's anything you need done differently with your pots. So I go get a bottle of wine. She started drinking and she goes, Tanner, I just kill plants. I'm just scared to death. I'm going to kill these things. And I'm, I look at her and I'm like, Linda, you've been to space. You've been to space four times. Nobody gives a shit if you've killed petunias before because you've been to space. <laughs> you've done something nobody else has done. And she just laughs. But anyway, those are the types of people that I met there. Okay. Well, for you, I'm going to ask you some tips to share that are not necessarily inspirational, but <laughs> let's share some tips for, you know, those plant killers out there like myself or maybe the moderate plant lovers. What tips you got for us? So the biggest, there's a lot of misconceptions, especially with houseplants. I would say probably more than houseplants, there's a massive amount of misinformation, pretty much anything. Biggest thing that I always say is doubt, get it in more light in the house. So I always see people who are like, oh my gosh, that's too much light in my house. There's never enough to a plant. Their level of what they can see versus we as humans can see, totally different. Uh, when I when Sam and I built this house, um, we are missing two, be- two more windows actually in this room. Um, but we added, I think, four total extra windows in this house. Um, and the, the level of plant culture that we've been able to grow in this house is better than any other house that I've lived at. Um, I have plants that are growing three times as fast than I had two years ago. Um, it's the exact same plant. Um, purely just from the amount of light. Now that doesn't mean you can put it on a parking lot outside and let it fry. Um, but in the house, more light is better. That's probably the biggest one. Watering is the one that I hear the most, mostly over waters. And if I would ever like have a deep dating round for a human and a plant, I would often think about, um, how fat is your cat? If your cat weighs over 26 pounds, that means that you have a lot of love to give. Uh, you, you have a lot of love and, um, and plants, most plants don't like that, especially begonias. You can't have begonias, but you can have ferns. You can have more ferns than you could ever imagine. 
they, they love all that love. But you can't have succulents, you can't have begonias. So there needs to be a speed dating around for, for people and plants, especially for my overlovers. That's probably the next biggest one. And then the third one I always think about is, um, is food. Um, there's a famous Miracle Grill commercial from, I think, the 90s or 2000s. And the kid opens up a fridge. The kid says to his mom, I'm hungry. And the mom opens up the fridge and it's just full of water. And the point of it is plants need more. We need more than just water. We need fertilizer too. Um, and so it's important to feed. I feed everything all the time. So those are probably the biggest three. There's light, there's water, and there's fertilizer. Okay. I'm going to ask one poignant question because it is apparently something I struggle with. My sister let me know this weekend still. What is the difference between putting your pot or plant in a pot with a hole in the bottom and a pot without the hole in the bottom? Oh, that's a good one. So putting a plant in a pot without a drainage hole is called a cast pot. And the idea comes from Europe. And a pot that doesn't have drainage holes, you should never plant a plant directly in. You should leave it in a plastic pot. You take it out to water it, and then you put it back. It also allows you to rotate your pot or rotate your plant. So you can keep that pot in the decor line of that space. So if you're doing a let's say a credenza and that pot matches the decor that you have in that credenza. You can rotate those plants out and move them around um, and not get water all over your credenza, but you cannot pot it in a pot without a drainage hole. Many of my specimen plants, I have potted directly in clay with a softer that has a drainage hole, but that's because they're specimens. I don't use them for decor. A lot of my other ones that I use for decor, I have in catch pots. So that's really the difference. Perfect. Okay. And then one last piece of advice, just generally, that you can share with me today. (laughs) I would say every plantsman that I've ever met in my life, you know, we have this, you know, like people would say to me, they're like, you surely don't kill any plants. I'm like, um, Ethel, I've probably killed over a million. And I took that lesson from the now retired propagation manager at Spring Meadow Nursery. And I think they told her that on her first day. Gail, before you're a successful propagator, you have to kill a million cuttings. And I'm like, what? So now I take it with, to be a successful horticulturalist, you have to kill a million plants because you have to try. You have to, you have to not be afraid to fail. You have to not be afraid to try. Um, you know, yes, you can, of course, you know, read the general directions of what that plant wants or doesn't want, but don't be afraid to try something that you've never tried before. Get away from the basic and the ordinary and the boring and try something cool. Try something unique, you know, see what it does. And if you kill it, start over, try again, you know, figure out what you did wrong, you know, learn from it. Um, don't make the same mistake again. Um, but that's probably my biggest piece of advice. Don't be afraid. Be fearless. Awesome. Well, I am so excited. I finally got you on my show. Thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> it's about time. Yes, yeah, about thing time. 
And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you again for tuning in. It truly does make a difference. Make sure you share it with a friend or follow us on social media. If you have inspirational advice, go ahead and DM me on Instagram or Facebook. I am always looking for new stories.